0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: I'm Paige Lowry. I'm a two-time state champ at Dallas Center Grimes, and I'm a 2017 national champion at the University of Oklahoma. Now it's your time to sound off.
0: Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy. And John Sears, featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to sound off.
1: All right, we kick off the Independence Day holiday here. It's July 2nd. We'll get you ready. I don't know why John Sears doesn't love America as much as I do. What do you mean? Well, blue and white. It's, uh, it's red, white, and blue, John. It's not blue and white. Well, it, it is just July 2nd. Not quite the fourth yet. Well, if we had sound off on the fourth, that'd be one thing. 515 282 9010 to sound off. Among hot topics, what fight were the judges watching in Australia? <laughs> because it couldn't have been Pacquiao versus Horn because Pac Man easily won that fight. You would think, man. Man, the, the judges somehow unanimously gifted this fight to the Australian Horn. What did you think? Did you see this? Sound off,
0: 515-282-9010.
1: In the week's major media controversy that did not involve our president, John McEnroe caused a firestorm of hot takes by saying, if Serena Williams played on the men's tour, she'd rank somewhere around 700. As is custom these days, outrage preceded research. In an interview on NPR, McEnroe was asked about Williams. He said she's the greatest female tennis player of all time. The host wondered why the qualifier. And then McEnroe added she could not compete with the top men. Indelicate, unnecessary, and true. Williams fired back by asking McEnroe to respect her privacy while she's pregnant. Serena made this request as she appeared publicly on the cover of Vanity Fair. Tennis is the rare sport where men and women share the same court, same events, same prize money. So the topic of how women would fare against men comes up frequently, always has. That's why Emma Stone and Steve Carell star in the movie Battle of the Sexes. It's a Billie Jean King versus Bobby Riggs history lesson. The 55-year-old Riggs had just beaten number one ranked Margaret Court. And then King shut Riggs up. McEnroe has suggested a modern-day Battle of the Sexes against Serena. He also has a book to sell. So it's fair to question his motives. He could have answered the NPR question without dismissing Serena's historical reign. Serena gets it. She once told David Letterman she'd have no chance against elite men. And she's right. Men are generally faster and stronger. That does not diminish Williams' greatness. Any more than college football's best team, having no chance against the NFL's worst team reduces Clemson's title. So McEnroe told, An unnecessary truth, and Serena should just ignore. One final note. Yes, I know many of you think I look like McEnroe. You cannot be serious.
2: That's a good look-alike right there. I'm submitting that for next week. Keith, as my kids get older, they're starting to get more and more into athletics, and as a parent, I'm starting to see just how busy youth sports can be. My daughter Adrienne is six, still at that innocent age of learning sports. She's played soccer for a couple years and loves it. Last winter, she played basketball for the first time, which she also enjoys. And just this week, she finished up her first season of softball. Throw in a week of track camp, she keeps busy. My son Jack is four, very active. He's already played soccer and t-ball, but also loves basketball. We hear all the time from coaches and professional athletes telling young kids to play as many sports as possible. Don't specialize in one sport. That message is correct. Completely agree. But is it realistic? The message should be play as many sports as possible. As long as they don't interfere with one another. I think we like to pretend that kids can just play every sport. No conflicts. Everything is sunshine and rainbows. That's not the case. Kids are forced to make decisions at a young age because of how much of time commitment is needed for each sport. Sports are no longer seasonal, but year round for everything. Parents also have to make tough decisions. What sports should they play? How much does it cost? They're playing in how many tournaments? Are they going to get burnt out? Now I don't want to sound like a sports Scrooge because I love sports. Played lots of sports when I was younger. I work in sports. I love watching my kids play sports. Heck, I coach Adrian's soccer team, but I feel like it's so much different now than it was 25 years ago. And the problem is, if you don't put your kid in a sport at a young age, they'll be so far behind by the time they do start, it won't be fun for them or you, because let's face it, having fun on a team also means being able to contribute. Don't have to be the star, but no kid wants to play right field every game, bat ninth and strike out every time they come to the plate. Sports are fun and should be. But it's also important kids find fun away from sports. In the meantime, my
1: youngest son Sam
2: is already working on his game face.
1: It is something that you you have to... Consider at a young age now how yeah. serious your kid is about sports. Uh, whether to play multiple sports, which I think is the best thing to do, um, but it's it's, it's tough because
2: yeah. uh, and I I have friends on Facebook that have older kids and they're playing in softball tournaments almost every weekend, soccer tournaments every weekend. If you have sports that are played in the same time period, it's almost impossible. Nowadays to play two sports at the same time just with and it's not the high school season. It's these AAU seasons
1: and these year round things of training that they do. I just watched a documentary about AAU basketball. Oh, and one of the things those players fight is repetitive strain injuries because yeah. they're playing every day all year, going to camp after camp. And sometimes they don't even have time to go to the doctor. Yeah. They're just
2: that busy. And we did see one thing locally here. Remember, Caitlin Clark of Dowling. Yeah, Great soccer player, great basketball player. She made Team USA for basketball, so she went to South America to play. But she missed the state soccer tournament with Dowling. Two things that conflict together. And obviously she had to pick one. you got to pick Team USA. you got to
1: pick Team USA. Yeah. It's why I'm wearing this coat. And you're not. Uh, let's talk to Dodger Denny and Fort Dodge. Dodger Denny, did you watch the Pacquiao-Horn fight?
0: Yes, I did. My son-in-law and
2: I watched it last night, and boy, I tell you what, what a wild fight. Well, first I mean, of all, it was, it, just...
1: it, it was very entertaining, and mm-hmm. John, it was yeah. so good to have this fight back on, let's call it free television, yeah. even though that's everybody can. Yes, watch. Yes, it was. Yeah, it, it was, was very it was, great. it was far more entertaining than Pacquiao-Mayweather. Oh. But I was stunned by the decision at the end of this fight. What did you think, Denny?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of head and stuff like that. I mean, it was hard hitting, and that uh, gentleman from that state was
1: the underdog, but he, he just, it was great. It was awesome.
0: It was entertaining.
1: It, it was all of those <laughs> things. But, John, how, how do you call this fight for Horn? I just don't get it. And it was... Unanimous. Uh, He he, uh, Pacquiao landed twice as many punches.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to pretend to be a boxing expert. These are the fights I love when there's just lots of action. Action. It's like a Rocky movie. But you you saw the stat sheet. I think Pacquiao landed 100 more punches than Horn. Again, I'm not a boxing expert. But if someone lands 100 more punches, shouldn't they probably be the winner? I would think so. I mean, I I don't know. And he, he Horn almost got knocked out in the ninth round he was almost out and he headbutted a couple times i it was very odd and the scorecards were like 117 to 111 in favor of horn that's a big advantage to horn that's not like a a one two point discrepancy
1: that's a big advantage in boxing it really is in boxing and what do you know i'll bet we see a rematch oh yeah and maybe that's pay-per-view i hope not (laughs) time for lookalikes with a local connection old spice judges a Madrid assistant cheerleading coach, Scotty Snyder. It looks like Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters, according to Marco in Madrid. Uh, Old Spice, what do you think? Pretty good right there. Scotty Snyder's got a like Foo that. Fighters coming to town. Neil from Boone says the Stivers Ford guy, Scott Polite. Looks like NASCAR driver, Kyle Busch. Old Spice. Two winners.
0: Nice job, viewers. Guys, June was a crazy month for What's bugging Andy. I mean, remember how upset the Uber drivers got? Well, I've got one thing to say. You're welcome. I'll explain next.
1: Follow us on Twitter. It's at SoundOff13. Derek writes about the Pacquiao horn fight horrible result, but everyone saying the judges were hometown cooking don't know that two of the judges were American. One was Argentinian. Matt writes, dislike NBA super teams makes for a boring
2: season when you know who's going to be in the finals. We knew last October it was going to be Golden State and
1: Cleveland. Time for what's bugging Andy, but it it exactly. looks like we have a script loaded from, uh, from last, last month. So he's talking about Uber that can't be right he's done that like three times uh no it's true he's back on Uber
0: U- Uber again boy I go on vacation for a week and I miss some big news I mean Uber has changed its app to accommodate tipping no more extra step of having to carry cash in an increasingly cashless world Well you're welcome Uber drivers I mean I can only assume that that giant stink you made over what's bugging Andy last month caught the attention of Uber corporate and between their various scandals, they found the time to finally change the program. That's a good thing and it'll make life easier for drivers and passengers alike. Now many of the drivers I heard from last month were quick to point out that tips are necessary because the costs of driving Uber are many gas, insurance, maintenance, not to mention the booking fee that Uber takes off the top of the fare. Now, I still don't think that riders should be expected to cover these costs with their tips, but okay, I get it. Tipping is how we're going to keep this business afloat, and it's been a great business for many of us. But that math works both ways, guys. Most of my Uber rides are around $10, and I tip at least $2. That's for a 10 minute ride, and thus $2 for my 10 minutes in the car translates to $12 an hour. That's not a bad wage to earn, especially when it's in addition to the money that Uber's already paying you. So, in exchange for their tips, I think that riders are entitled to a few considerations things that could cost you some tips, regardless of how much easier they now are to give. Drivers, if you smoke in your car, don't use it for driving Uber. Riders don't encounter this very often, so when they do, it's even more offensive. Now, I heard from a lot of Uber riders last month, as well as drivers, and for the riders, this is one of their biggest gripes. If you like listening to political talk radio, turn it off when you pick someone up. That sounds like common sense, but we all know how uncommon that can be. Same thing for loud music. Like it, lose it. And if you're into Slipknot or Marilyn Manson and the rider is over the age of 17, give that a break, too. Small talk. Some drivers are way into it some guidelines for them. If your talk involves bad tips that you've received, an illness that you're getting over, or the time that a rider puked all over the seat that I'm currently sitting on, consider silence instead. Uber and Lyft are good things, but it's good to see that they're willing to keep getting better. I'm Andy Fails and that's what's bugging me.
1: Thank you, Andy. The celebration of our independence continues sound off style with who's in your five plus more live calls 515-282-9010 and the line is open right now. We are Sound Off Nation on Facebook. A lot of boxing talk, which is good to see. I love (laughs) boxing. Uh, Pac-Man won that fight. Boxing just keeps making itself look horrible. Bad ref, bad judges, and ESPN trying to look reputable. Such a bad combination. Josh writes, boxing does something good for once with the free
2: fight, then pulls a stunt like that. We all saw Pacquiao win that fight.
1: And we will all see a rematch, count on it. Uh, Who's in your five? Born on the 4th of July. Hey, number five, Al Davis. Okay. You know that? I didn't, huh? President Calvin Coolidge.
2: Did not know that. Yeah.
1: Number three, George Steinbrenner. Really? I did not know that. on the 4th of July. Number two, this fits, right? Ulysses oh, S. Yep. Grant, favorite, uh, famous general and president. And number one, got to go with the local angle, the, the twin riders. <laughs> yeah. Dear Abby, Abigail oh, yeah. Van Buren and Ann Linder, Landers out of Sioux City, born on the 4th of July. Uh, Ed is in Des Moines. Ed has a uh, youth sports comment. John, you've sparked much of this on Twitter with some of your comments Mm -hmm. about the continuing specialization we're seeing at even young ages. Ed, what's your comment?
0: Yeah, uh, I
2: guess all the athletes of of the young kids and stuff,
0: I mean, 57 years ago, that's all you had was three years in high school. Mm -hmm. And now they're pushing it so much
2: for younger ages and timing, I don't think i let it be kids, let, you know, let them let them be kids.
1: Yeah. Yep. No, I agree with everything you said, and uh, I've seen this. Uh, our boys have have played sports. None of them were really serious about it, or you know, so talented that we ever thought scholarships are yeah. coming or a pro career is coming. But you do run into those who are pursuing that at every turn, and it can be difficult. And the they're pursuing it at, at younger
2: ages, yeah. and that's the, the main problem right now. And I, I haven't experienced it a ton yet, but like I said, my kids are 6'4 and 20 months. But you're starting to see it with friends on Facebook and stuff and all these tournaments they're going to, and it's just younger and younger. Uh, with, you can't really mix in different sports. You have to specialize at a young age because they're requiring you to play year-round in all of these tournaments. But you do have the kids
1: on a, a, a full schedule of supplements?
2: Yeah, like every, every morning,
1: you know, it's, it's 20 push-ups, um, Workout egg, egg whites, sure. yeah,
2: protein shakes, stuff like that, yeah.
1: Not since Tommy Two-Tone asked us to call Jenny at 867-5309 <laughs> has a phone number been lit up more than Jimmy Butler's. He's part of Face Off, plus final live takes from you at 515-282-9010. Email us if you would like. off at whotv.com. Glad to see no Cubs starting in the All-Star game. No one is deserving. Only Wade Davis is on the NL, uh, NL team. Glad to see the voters got it right. That is from Fuzzy in Van Meter. And, yes, uh, Chris Bryant could still be added. He's uh-huh. in that final vote. But the entire infield, Cubs last year, this time zero starters. I'm
2: surprised Rizzo hasn't gotten a little more love. He's having a better year than Bryant, but what do I know? Yeah, he's been good in the leadoff spot, too. (laughs) Exactly. Time to ping-pong some more topics. We call it face-off. It was a bad week for Cubs catcher Miguel Montero. Against the Nationals, Montero gave up seven stolen bases and then proceeded to blame Jake Arrieta's slow delivery as the reason why.
1: Montero was then released by Chicago Fair. No, but something's off with the Cubs, and they hope it's him. Montero told the truth about mm. Arietta, but you, you just don't do that. You don't call out your teammates. Especially
2: like not to the media right. like that. Alcohol continues to slowly make its way into college football stadiums. Purdue and Marshall are the latest to announce they will sell beer at concession stands during games. Almost 40 schools now sell beer to all fans. How long until Iowa
1: and Iowa State jump on the bandwagon? I I had dinner with Wake Forest athletic director Monday, and we had a long talk about this. Wake Forest started selling beer and wine at football games, and Ron Wellman, the AD, says none of the fears were realized. There were actually fewer alcohol-related incidents by far. But Wake Forest is a private school. State schools have more bureaucracy. I don't think it happens soon at Iowa or Iowa State. Kyle Korver signs a three-year, $22 million extension
2: to stay in Cleveland. The pride of Pella is entering his 15th NBA season. Wow. At 36, this is likely his last contract. I'm surprised. I thought he might be just a half-year rental player, but the Cavs must like him enough to keep him around. Yeah,
1: great teammate, good in the community, loved by LeBron, all that helps. But I'm with you, John. I thought this might be a one and done, especially after the deflating finals and and missing that one big shot. The reason he was there was for a moment like that.
2: Yeah, the cool thing is, at least if LeBron stays in Cleveland, he'll get a chance to play in three more NBA finals.
1: Yeah, good for Kyle.
2: Jimmy Butler gave out his personal phone number this week during his Minnesota introductory press conference. That's a bold move, but kind of cool as well. At some point, he's gonna have to change his number, right?
1: He already did. And to prove just how quickly that can happen, Mm -hmm. Give John a call at 515-242-3606. Again, John's number is, and you can call him right now, 515-242-3606, give John a call. Why would you give that out? Too many comments about my jacket. Over under, July 4th traditions, overrated buying fireworks. Underrated? watching fireworks the iCubs do it right oh, man that they do it right out there they're probably going a, on right now yeah that is a good job they have that going there all right where is uh where's the oh, oh hey hold is, that on. that is
0: on. enough that is just quite enough shut it zip it one minute let's go boys
2: all
1: right he's kind of obnoxious
2: all right a couple of things here on twitter oh We've speaking got some comments
1: about of, your jacket obnoxious. spencer
2: right. says uh keith I don't know how to say this gently, so here goes. Art Fern called, wants his suit back. Now, you probably don't even get that reference, do you? I didn't at first. You had to explain
1: it to me. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Johnny Carson. That's a long time ago.
2: I get it. Does Jim Brockmire know Murph raided his closet? I consider that a compliment. Uh, Brockmire's a legend. This one from uh, Cyclone Luke. Did Murphy raid Elton John's closet to get that jacket? Did you?
1: Elton John doesn't have the sense of style to wear something like this. He would have America. F- he would have feathers on and <laughs> big glasses. Come on. It's, it's, uh, it's nearly Independence Day. Give me a break. This looks okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's close it out here finally. Uh, that's going to do it for us. We are back next week, and we hope you are too. We leave you with the sound-off send-off. President Whitmore. Yes.